This is Rodney from the Masculine Journey podcast, where we explored manhood within Jesus Christ. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Sit back, enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Agent Widow must sell beautifully maintained low mileage car. One owner, you hear that 1954 all? Ford Sedan, has been driven only to church on Sunday and once a year to Aunt Martha's for Thanksgiving. You see, this is the day I'm supposed to buy a car. It's the old handwriting on the wall. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. To me, you got too much grease in your steering column. I not believe I've never seen anything like that before. I hear a hissing sound, too, Barn. Listen. I know you're probably sick of hearing from me. But please, God, when I turn this key. Let the 6 a.m. cold bucket of bolts Find a way to stop cause I'm cutting it close You know me the way I'm wired I must be tired all out of pride If I'm asking for help So please just let this thing turn over Gotta get these wheels rolling I can't do it myself this old truck and me are running on fumes So if we make it through today, I'll know it was you Oh, give me the strength, Lord, help me get there On a black cup of coffee and steering wheel prayers Steering wheel prayers. Steering wheel prayers today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Yes, today on the Christian Car Guy Show, we got Bill Mixon and steering wheel prayer. So in our intro today, which actually I think on record is my longest intro ever, but in order to get said what I wanted to get said, um, it just took that and it made me cry. So I was very happy with it. <laughs> so what you heard actually there was the Andy Griffith Show's episode, Barney's First Car. And if you ever saw that episode and you got to see the little part coming out of the steering column, that was kind of what led me to that episode because it was all about the steering wheel. When you think about Barney didn't naturally say a prayer before he went looking for a new car, his first car. And then, of course, you heard uh, Caleb Lee Hutchins Hutchinson's amazing song. He was the 16th season of American Idol's runner-up. But that song, Steering Wheel Prayers, we're going to hear some more of that throughout the show today. But as you think about the image with me, just think for a second about the imagery of a steering wheel, right? So as I was praying, literally praying about the body of Christ, I asked God in my own steering wheel prayer of where to go with the show today, actually, at very early this morning, I asked him, you know, what car part mirrored the neck of the body of Christ. And immediately, I mean, immediately, he showed me a steering wheel. 
And so today's show, as you might have guessed, <laughs> and Bill already did, is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Zaddy, which, as, as he found out, it does kind of look like a steering wheel in its own right. So it looks kind of like a Y. But anyway, the Zaddy is the first letter in the word neck, as it should be, because it is the righteous letter, because the neck has to be held upright, right? But if you think about God trying to steer the Israelites in the desert, how did he describe them? Stiff-necked, right? And, and so that grease on the steering wheel, you know, it, it all has to do with that. So, like Barney, I often take off on my own steering of the car. I bet you do too. And God has allowed me often to run into the ditch in the process, <laughs> as Barney did buying that first car. So as God told me once in a very critical moment of my life, when you run your car into the ditch, that's precisely the time to call dad. Like, it'd be good if you called him before you ran it into the ditch, but if you're in the ditch, there's no better time to call dad. So I was doing an interview, where that comes from, is I was doing an interview, I think this was in 2009, on a very liberal radio station in Chicago, and... It happened to be the day that Rick Wagner had been fired at General Motors. And I was told by the people that set up the interview that this host may eat me for lunch because this was a very liberal radio station and they weren't going to take kindly to my name as the Christian car guy. And so, as somewhat predicted, the way that conversation took off that day was the host said to me, So, you're the Christian car guy. So I suppose you guys only work on Christian's cars. And of course, at that moment in time, you can imagine, you know, what am I going to say to that? And I threw up a steering wheel prayer. I just like, God, give me something. I have no idea what to say. And what he, I opened my mouth and it came out and I still can't believe I said it because it in no way was responding to what she had said. But it was exactly here is what I said. I said, my favorite call that I ever got from my son in the entire history of all my children was a few days after he got his driver's license. He drove his car off into the ditch, and the first person he called was me. And you know what? The American auto manufacturers have run their car into the ditch, and it's time to call Dad. To which she responded, and I'll never forget this as well, she says, amen, preacher. <laughs> she, said, she said, preach it, brother. And, and from that, in that moment, you know, that, those words, I don't know what they had to do with whatever. I bet she ran into a ditch and had to call her dad once. <laughs> All I know is it was a great steering wheel prayer. And, and you know, God came through because I haven't. I still can't even believe those words came out of my mouth, you know, Bill, because I wasn't, usually I answer questions if somebody asks me a question. Well, right? I've never known you to be speechless. And I was, and here it came. <laughs> it came right out of my mouth. I'll never forget it. So on today's show, I'm wondering if you've had such a steering wheel prayer, like you, you, you were in a situation where like, oh man, I better pray. And, and, and. God came through and just blew your mind. Just as the song said, I love, 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 love that song, the humility of what he is saying. You know, and I don't, I'm, a lot of us are running on fumes and, and we need God, need God to, to, 
I like the way he says that. If I make it today, I know you did it, right? <laughs> if I make it through today, I know you did it. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH is the number to call in and share your steering wheel prayer. I would love, love, love to hear it. I would love to hear your story. 866 348 is the number to call in. So, Bill... What are you thinking? Well, I, I had gotten into the Gideons, and I joined a church and was doing the local Christian missions type things. And the gentleman over the church at River Oaks knew that I was doing some stuff in jail and prison ministry and asked me if I'd like to help. And I said, that would be wonderful. And then not long after that, he says, well, I'm going to go on a hike on the Appalachian Trail with my son. Would you like to take over local missions for the entire church and my adam's apple went up and down and i prayed and i said okay well while you're on your your trip well i was trying to expand the jail and prison ministry for the church and the gideons and i came out of the the cells one day and there was this nice lady who was uh just all distraught and i prayed with her and talked to her and she wanted a ride somewhere and I was thinking, you know, this is not the smartest thing you ever did. And got her in the car, and the story changed, and it changed, and it changed, and it's changed. And long short there, I knew that I didn't want to be in that situation again. Plus, I knew how to help men out of difficult situation. But, you know, a young mother with a child is a totally different. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And the next day, I went into the, I was a member of the YWCA. They, they smell a lot better. I've been a <laughs> member of the YW for a long time. And when I went in, there was this great big sign that said that Holly House is going to have a guest speaker at the YWCA on church missions with women. And I said, yeah, if there was a, a plug-in, if God wasn't speaking to me that morning, and I went in and sat down and met the most wonderful lady uh, called Kristen O'Leary. And after she talked and shared about what Holly House does, I said, you know, I need some help. When I've got a lady that needs assistance, I need somebody that I can send yeah, her and, to. And Kristen and has Kristen been a- stepped up. Kristen's been a, a delight on this show. Kristen has just made the biggest difference in our community. But it was one of those cases where God answered a prayer the very next day in a way that there was absolutely no doubt. And fruit of all kinds, because Kristen's done a lot. So 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your steering wheel prayer. 866-34-TRUTH. When we come back, hopefully we'll have your stories. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. So what if there's duct tape on this scene? I know enough to know you've been good to me. I try to carry the world again and again But you were right, it wasn't meant for my hands Is this old truck in me, I'm running on fumes So if we make it through the day, I'll know it was you Oh, give me the strength, Lord 
steering wheel prayers today on the Christian Car Guy. How fun is that? And I couldn't be more excited. We're going to have some calls lined up about these steering wheel prayer stories. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share yours. We got Ron in Texas. So, Ron, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning, Ron. How are you listening in Texas? I'm interested. I'm actually listening to KCIS in Seattle, Washington. Oh, well, wonderful. oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell you're us welcome. your, your, your uh, steering wheel prayer. Well, I didn't have time to pray. We were coming downhill into, I believe it was Sheridan, Wyoming. We just passed an 18-wheeler. We were going to stop for the night in Sheridan. We are headed westbound, and an elk came off the side of the road on the right. And it, it, it's just, God took the wheel. I, I swerved uh, to the left really hard, and you just, you don't do that at 75 miles an hour. No. The elk hit, yeah, the elk hit the front windshield right in front of my wife. It um, spun around. It damaged every panel on the minivan that we were driving all the way back and and kept us going straight. And the next thing I know, my wife says, you're on the left shoulder, put the car back on the road. And we successfully, uh, the 18-wheeler missed us as he came screaming past us, and we successfully got to the side of the road. The uh, sliding door was... Uh, damaged enough so the contacts weren't made and the light was on, and so I was trying to figure out how to pull fuses when pickup truck came behind me and stopped to check to make sure we were okay, and uh, it said he had pulled the elk off the road. But God took the wheel. We didn't do that, because that's not what you're supposed to do. (laughs) And we praise him that we're still alive. Wow. How long ago was that, Ron? Probably in the 1980s. Okay. Well, you're. It was one of those you'll never forget. And I, I've hit a deer. I can't imagine hitting an elk. Um, like, oh yeah, my goodness. At 70, yeah, at 75 on uh, pulling. You know, on the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. When I think about that maneuver and how quick all that must have happened, like in the wink of an eye. You know, and 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 it almost right. it almost seems like the elk kept the car straight. Yes, sir. I agree with that. And we had the headlights on, and he stepped in inside the headlights. So that's how close he was when he stepped onto the road. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What an amazing... Ron, thank you. And, and, and thank you for listening to KCI. What a wonderful station up there in Seattle. I'm yes, so sir. grateful for them, uh, for carrying this show, and for you listening. And, and thank you so yes, much sir. for your call. It really makes my day. I won't ever forget your story. <laughs> thank you. May I also ask a question? Oh, please. The, it, it's actually on the, on the lawnmower. They claim that the five quarts of oil in the Ferris lawnmower are going to last for two years. It, have oils advanced to the point far enough so that they'll last that long without being changed? Well, I, I'm assuming they're not talking about a synthetic oil. Synthetic oils may last that long without being changed, 
but regular conventional motor oil is the same stuff <laughs> we've used for a lot of years. They have some different additives maybe today than what they used to have. But I'm with you because especially in a lawnmower, because you know that the deal with lawnmowers is they, they run in the dust a lot, especially if you're in Texas, right? Correct. Um, and and, right. and yeah. so, you know, with all that dust coming in, the greatest air filter in the world doesn't keep it all from getting into the combustion chamber, which goes right down in the oil. And so I'm with you, my friend. I, I would, most lawnmowers, you want to change that oil once a season at least. So, okay. but, but I are never, we worried, never are let we worried me worried about, you're are worried, we worried about, about uh, water getting into oil anymore. Of course. Yeah. That's a horrible thing. Yeah. Water getting uh, in oil would just absolutely destroy it. However, let me, let me give myself a precursor because never let it be said that Christian car guy said anything that was against what the manual says. So if the manual says under no circumstances, change the oil, then don't change the oil. But if it, if it says, you know, some recommended thing, I, I certainly, I would consider changing it sooner myself, but that's me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it says once every two years, but it, it's five quarts. I can't imagine an engine needing that much either. A small, relatively small uh, lawnmower engine. Well, it is an interesting, and, and of course with more oil, it obviously uh, will last longer. So, you know, I don't know. Why is it? Why is that obvious that it would last longer? Because oil, you know, is is running on a, a what breaks it down is both, you know, stuff that gets in the oil, you know, um, foreign objects of all sorts of different kinds, you know, both metal off the insides of the engine and dirt, and so the more volume there is, the less amount of that stuff is in the oil, just naturally. And, and so the more oil you have, the more you're spreading around all the stuff that's in it. But also that it breaks down because of heat. And so by spreading it through five quarts, it doesn't get as hot. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Very right. good. I, I appreciate the info. I, I hadn't thought of those things. But very cool. Great stuff, Ron. Thank you for calling, my friend. God bless you. Well, thanks for, thanks for your show. I enjoy it. Oh, thank you so much. All right, we got our good, good friend, Sarah Linda, calling also from KCIS this morning. So, Sarah Linda, you're on the... Well, we lost Sarah Linda, but I'm sure she'll call back at 866-348-7884. You got a question or a comment or you have a steering wheel prayer, we would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. The Christian Car Guy Show, the Jesus Labor Love Car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis, all at ChristianCarGuy.com. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. To me, you got too much grease in your steering tight. I don't believe I've ever seen anything like that before. I hear a hissing sound too, Barn. Listen. I know you're probably sick of hearing from me. But please, God, when I turn this key, let the 6 a.m. cold bucket of bolts find a way to stop, cause I'm cutting it close. You know me the way I'm wired, I must be tired all out of pride if I'm asking for help. So please. 
just let this thing turn over Gotta get these wheels rolling I can't do it myself Is this old truck and me are running on fumes? So if we make it through the day, I'll know it was you Oh, give me the strength, Lord, help me get there On a black cup of coffee and steering wheel prayers Steering Wheel Prayers today on the Christian Car Guys show, and we would love to hear yours at 866-348-7884 when you threw up that prayer, and <laughs> when all of a sudden it looks like that elk was coming at you, whatever your situation may have been, um, you know, spiritually, physically, whatever was going on, we would love to hear the story. You can encourage so many by just sharing 866 348 7884. And as you might have guessed, uh, I've been studying the Song of Solomon. And those who know me well know I have a podcast I do every day. And we've been in the fourth chapter of the Song of Solomon, which is an amazing chapter, as this is where the idea of steering wheel prayers came from. As we have here a phenomenal description of the bride of Christ. In other words, in the fourth chapter, Jesus himself is now going to describe his bride, and he describes her seven attributes, which, by the way, would mirror the seven anointings that he received in Isaiah 11. Those are the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel and the spirit of might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. I'll go that far today because the neck has to do with that anointing, the fear of the Lord. And so as he goes on to describe these, which, by the way, I have all those in my podcast. If you want to listen, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com, describing the eyes, which are the wisdom, and the hair, which is the understanding, and the teeth, which have to do with counsel, if you think about chewing on the word of God, the lips that are the red scarlet that have to do with the promise and the, and the sweet might of the, of the gospel itself, which is what comes out of your lips. And then... After that are the cheeks of pomegranates, which have 613 seeds, which has to do with knowledge. I don't know if you ever heard that perhaps the fruit that was eaten there in the garden was actually a pomegranate because it was, it has always been considered since antiquity, the fruit of knowledge. And so we line up now to the sixth anointing, which really had me puzzled because I know it was the, it is the fear of the Lord, but what does that have to do with the neck? So I'm going to read that verse to you, and then we're going to talk about it in a minute. It says, thy neck is like a tower of David, built for an armory, whereon there hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. So as you look at that in Hebrew, as you might imagine, I did, <laughs> and studied it from a lot of different aspects. Really cool. The Tower of David is where the held the Sanhedrin. That would be the 70 people that ran the church, so to speak, of Israel in the time of Solomon. And so the, the tower itself held up the neck, I mean the head, if you think about it. And so this tower was where they would protect, right? If you, in those days, if you had a tower, it was there for protection. It is built as an armory, wherein there hung a thousand what is called bucklers. That word that is actually translated bucklers might well have been translated, and Rashi, the old Jewish commentary, said it's this way, and I think I can make a case for it definitely being this way, that what actually hung there were a thousand quivers. 
And when you put that into context, you go, okay, if you were going to defend a, a tower, if you've seen old ancient movies, they, they rained arrows from the towers, right? And so there were all these quivers along the top of that tower, so they would have access to thousands of arrows in order to protect the tower. All right, now Jesus is describing the body of Christ. Now, very interesting, the 127th Psalm was written to Solomon by his dad. <laughs> and in that Psalm, you might recall at the end, it makes reference to arrows, and those arrows are what? The children, right? Now, interestingly, Solomon didn't have many children according to the Bible. There was only, I think, three listed. In spite of all those wives, it's very interesting. He didn't have a lot of children, but he had a lot of spiritual children. I'm one of them, okay? And, and those spiritual children are like arrows, okay? The Great Commission, Jesus said, right? Go ye therefore and make what? Disciples of all nations, people that love the word of God, people that love God, people that, those are the arrows that go out from the neck, right? That protect the head, keep it upright, right? As, as we are engaged in the Great Commission bill, right? Then we are helping these arrows of light go out in order to rain down, I mean, on, on any evil that would attack the church. And also, very cool, there are also a thousand shields, because they said bucklers and shields, okay? And the shield is clearly, and the other word for Hebrew that is described as shield is, in fact, shield. And that is the shield of faith that Paul would describe. But in antiquity, if, you, if you've studied warfare of those days, the shield was not for you. The shield was there to protect the person to your left in, in, in battle. And the idea of that is your faith helps protect those people around you. I'm sure you've experienced that. And so even in this steering wheel prayer that we're talking about today, as we throw up that prayer so that we can head, hold our heads upright, our faith, right, that prayer that Ron described as he was about to hit the elk, or whatever he said he didn't pray, but their faith, whatever, God shows up and, and what? It protected him and his wife. And oh, by the way, if that was 1980, he might have had children after that and grandchildren. And think of all the people that your faith shields. I mean, it's just spectacular to think that this body of Christ that God is going to describe for us here that Jesus himself is going to say, this is, this is how beautiful this is, is that on this neck, right, hang a thousand quivers and a thousand shields of what? Mighty men. And you think of the faith. We stand on the shoulders of Spurgeon and, and, and Rashi and Matthew Henry and, 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 you know, take your pick of your favorite, whoever that is, you stand on your shoulders. Maybe it was your dad or maybe it's your pastor. We, we were standing on the shields of the faith of those who came before us who understood that God is doing this, right? And that's what holds our neck upright. Isn't that cool, Bill? I always learn so much coming on the show with you. And, um, yeah, you never thought about your neck being... Anyway, so what I did in, at christiancarguy.com, if you look, and Bill was perplexed by this. I, well, I, I looked at it. It had me a little bit confused this I had morning, a big but... picture. Not only did I have that song, if you like that steering wheel prayer song, and I'm not a big country music lover, but I love that song. And underneath that song, which I posted right there, I posted a picture of the neck muscles, 
Well, not surprisingly, because Solomon understood anatomy tremendously. If you look at that major muscle on the side of your neck, you can even go feel it if you want. Guess what it looks like? It looks like a quiver. It just does. If you look, I'm telling you, I've thought about it. I've, I've studied it. I've looked at it. And I went, you know, this is just not a coincidence here. I mean, that when Jesus looks at the neck of the body of Christ, he's excited about those arrows, right? He's excited about everybody that you disciple. And every single one of those arrows of light that go out and are going to share that, man, we, 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 we've got somebody we can talk to when the car goes in the ditch. And so we need your story, right? We need Sarah Linda to call back. I'm, I don't want to miss her call, 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four is a number to call in and share eight six six three four truth. And I got to tell you, talking about steering wheel prayers, we continue to pray with the Jesus Labor Love, where we help single moms, widows, and families in crisis. That we've had all these requests for cars. Right as times get more and more difficult, you know, we got these prayers going up where people's cars are just beyond the point of repair. And so we got another car donated to us last week, and and actually tomorrow. Our, our buddy Scott is going to be going out and, and picking up that car for another single mom widow. Is, 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 you know, again, God continues to provide um, in amazing ways. Um, I got to tell you, I'll, the story about that one is that, that I do these boot camps with Masculine Journey. And, and so I actually got a call from this gentleman who had attended a boot camp um, many years ago um, and said, Robbie, do you still have that ministry? <laughs> I've got this car. I'm like, oh, do you? Well, well, was your steering wheel prayer? We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. One more segment. we got to get it in. Give us a call. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. So, what if there's duct tape on this seat? I know enough to know you've been good to me. I try to carry the world again and again. But you were right, it wasn't meant for my hands. Is this old truth in me? prayers today on the Christian Car Guy, and I couldn't be more excited because we've got four calls lined up. We're going to try to get to you all in this segment. So first up, we got Orlando is in North Carolina. Orlando, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning. What have you got for me, Orlando? Hey, how you doing, Robbie? I am. Look, it's so um, good to hear from you. Yeah, back in 2007, we, uh, we've been here two two years here in North Carolina, and we we got invited to a house down toward uh, past Archdale up in North Carolina. And uh, I went past the place where it was supposed to turn. So turning around, when I went to you at U-turn and moved backwards, I fell into a hole 
you're talking about maybe five, six feet deep. Wow. And the car stayed, the car stayed balancing like it was going to fall backwards and not going to fall. And my kids were in the back seat. Ah, oh, sorry. I, and I was trying to grab my two-year-old and throw it out the window. Really? So I prayed. Yeah. So I prayed, and I said, Lord, help me. And all of a sudden, this guy showed up out of nowhere. And he said, just when I push the car up, just step on the gas, and you'll be out. So I did what he told me. And as soon as the car went out, I turned around, got out the car, and there was nobody there. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's crazy, man. That was a prayer right on the on the wheel. I was grabbing the wheel, and I was asking the Lord to help. Wow, Orlando. Wow, wow, wow. How come you've never told me that story before? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my wife was crying. It was crazy. I'm it was crying. Just, we, we just, we, we were just, we, we were just down the middle of the street thanking God. Yeah, we're thanking God right now with you too, my friend. We really, really are. I'm going to move on because we got so many, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, Orlando. God bless you. Lord bless. Bye, Robbie. Bye-bye. All right, we got Jane Allen is in, or Joan Allen is in Seattle. On a, again, KCIS coming through big this morning. Joan, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Or is it Jane? Good morning. Good morning. Um, this, my story is back in the 80s. I was a brand new driver, and I had a 56 Chevy. And I was going to Seattle to a meeting with my two little girls in the back seat. And all of a sudden, I realized coming home that I had got on the freeway, and I was terrified of the freeway. I was trying to get the 99. So I took the first exit off, and I ended up in Boeing's big parking lot. I hadn't gone very far when I heard a big bang, and the car died. And so I, I remembered Bill Gothard had said, when things like this happen, just say, Lord, you knew this was going to happen, and you're in charge, so I'm going to trust you. So I decided to walk to the building to see if I could borrow a phone to call my neighbor. And this great big white tow truck came right at me. There was no no grease on it, no dents, no dirt. It was brand new, had no logo on it. This young guy jumped out who had a, a white suit on. No no dents, no dirty, uh, no, no grease, no nothing. He says, ah, ladies in distress, what can I do for you? And I said, well, the car died. And he looked inside and said, your timing change is broken. Car ain't going nowhere. But I have a tow truck. And it, was that an angel? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Pastor was preaching the next Sunday, and he said that angels uh, don't walk, go around with harps and, and halos on their head. He said, they're just ordinary <laughs> people. And a lady was standing there listening, and she, she, the next week, she gave me a book about a man that was driving across country. He was way out in the, in the prairie where there was nothing, and he was praying that the Lord would help him. And this big white tow truck came. No dirt, no grease, no dent, <laughs> no logo. And, and <laughs> a man in a white that. suit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the whole world knows, Jane, that, that, that there is an... The white angel tow truck could be coming when we need him, you know? And he yes, always indeed. is, too, by the way. He always <laughs> is. 
Wow, that's that's so cool. I'm so glad you told us that. God bless. Thank you for listening, and thank you for oh, calling I, in today. I try to get you every Saturday. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I am so appreciative. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we got Dawn is also in Washington this morning. Dawn, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. Uh, we were coming back from Colorado, and we were driving the motorhome, towing the van behind, and the steering belt or timing belt, whatever, it, it went out, and we were coming down the hill, but the next exit was up a little incline, and we coasted up to that incline and around the corner it was a hairpin corner down a hill across from the service station. And the Lord just had everything happen right at the right time. <laughs> and he is so good. That's why I'm taking it. Your car coasted in for a landing right there in the gas station. <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but up the hill a little bit was a guy that worked on cars and and trucks and he had a, a a bunch of Mexicans working for him and Dan walked into the the uh, building and they, he said is there somebody who could help me and and they some of them didn't even speak English he says no wait for such and such he's he's back there and that's the owner well the owner was busy working on something but he decided okay where are you? He, and Dan told him, well, right down to bottom of the hill here. And he said, well, when I'm done with this, I'll come down and see what's going on. And he did. And Dan offered him money because he went across the, the, to the service station. It was down there. It was a big truck stop and got money out of the ATM and offered it to the guy. And he says, uh, no, uh-uh. And and he also wow. uh, he said, "Well, this is on your time." He says, "Now nah, it's my lunch hour." Oh wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! So God knew, didn't he? So yeah. Oh, he takes good care of us. We <laughs> we never go anywhere without a prayer. <laughs> that is so awesome, Don. I'm so glad you called in and shared today. God bless. Thank you for that. What a story. Thank you. God, God bless, bless. you, wow. Bye-bye. These are blowing my mind. So, Sarah Linda did call back. We hope she's still with us. Sarah Linda, are you, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Oh. Uh, I had called in early, but then I, uh, while I was waiting, I heard a, a sound. My daughter was calling me from the deck. Okay. Uh, we have, our deck was failing there, but she had... But she was out doing... Oh, Sarah Linda, you got to go real quick because the music is playing. Well, okay. She, well, she fell through the deck, and we got the... I called 911, and then they came, and the ambulance, and they rescued her, and all that between all this time, and now I called you back, so... You know, oh, my goodness. Is, is your daughter okay? <laughs> yeah, and she, but anyway, I, I told her to pray and center down and be, you know and that's what you have to do when something like that happens oh my well, goodness well we all yeah. let's all pray right now <laughs> lord thank you for sarah linda and for this uh rescue and and we just pray that her daughter would be okay and that that that, that yeah. everybody get to the hospital and 
and things would check oh, out. No, I thank you so much for this call. He's okay, so it's okay. okay. All right, we God love you. you. All right, we love better you. go. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> All right, well, man, we're blown away on today's show. we got to remind you to slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. This is the Truth Network.